Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Good News Episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will speak with people who are helpers, who are positive, compassionate, and who bring a bit of good news into our lives in these stressful times. Listen with an open heart to those who are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. It is our wish that each of these episodes will bring a smile to your face and hope to your heart. And to help us do just that, our special guest today is Laura Greco, and she is the founder of the Resilient Mama Movement. Welcome, Laura. Oh, thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me here. I love what you're doing. So wonderful. Very good news. (laughs) Good news is always something I I love that. I need to hear, and hopefully others do too. So let's start and understand what that one good news you have to bring is. What is the Resilient Mama Movement, and how did you, how and why did you found it? Okay, uh, yes, um, the Resilient Mama Movement is my, it's an inspired um, project that I decided to start working on actually around the time of the pandemic, and it was really geared, that name was geared to highlight the resilience that is within all of us and the capacity to expand resilience. And since I work with moms and assist, you know, in their personal development so that they can be the parents they want to be, you know, we often parent and say, oh my gosh, what did I do, you know, here and there? Well, I support them in, in embracing their, their love as well as the parts of them that they feel unhappy about and to grow from them so that they can be more resilient. So resilient to me is not just bouncing back like the dictionary says. To me, resilience is not just, it's bouncing forward. It's actually taking the place that we have been and then creating more of a, of a solution or a, or a way of being or seeing things that expands the person that we are. So as moms, as moms are able to do that, now they get to share that with their children, even if it's just their example. My, well, you know, it's, it, what you say there is very true. Resilience and being, particularly with moms, I mean, that's a whole new world, or of dads for that matter, you know. Absolutely. The day everyone tells everybody, you know, when you have this baby, everything will change. And you go, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, right. Whatever you say. And then it happens and everything changes. And you, you are faced, at least at the beginning, with how the heck do I deal with this? And to have the to help to do the resilience, to be resilient, so you not only deal with it, but you thrive with it. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, and I raised four daughters myself, and I come from a, a challenging background. Um, my The family I grew up in was um, not only a split home, but also um, there was a lot of uneasiness in the home a lot of you know um, you would call it abuse maybe or you would call it you know trauma and and things like that but what I have also seen is that when you are becoming a parent now you have all these backgrounds whether it's it's a fairly healthy family or whether it's more turmoil in the family you are now coming into your new family with all that you come from. And so in order to go forward and you decide to do things differently, it can be very challenging because we have a, a, a set point in our, in our subconscious mind that 
once we become aware of it, we can begin to work on it. So for me, I found that it was very important to have community around me and to uh, have community. I was strategic about community, not community. You know, I studied early childhood education, so I had a background in understanding that it takes more than just wanting to love my kids and wanting to be good to them. It took actually a reformation of my own abilities and mindset so that I could show up differently. And that required support. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because what you're talking about, and I do understand it, is you, we come in with set feelings and, and ideas about how parenthood is from our parents that we had. And if there's challenge in that situation, or even mm-hmm. if it's not, is, is this, you know, can we do as well? Uh, you need help. You need something, someone to support you. Am I doing this well enough? Is this good? Yes. Is Am this I a, good enough? <laughs> yes. Is there another choice? Is there something yes. I should be thinking about? So actually, you're asking people to to change some of their basic uh, behaviors in, in order to really be that resilient parent. Well, that's a foundation to, to changing anything in our lives, right? And if we want to put a Band-Aid over something, it's not really going to heal the situation until we put the proper salve and clean it out, right? We clean it out, we put the salve on, then we put the Band-Aid on and it begins to heal, you know? <laughs> well, you, know you, you say that and I hear it and I also hear what's behind that, or at least for me. Yeah. First, you have to have some of that pain. Some of that yeah. pain has to be brought out so that it's not sitting inside of me all the time. Absolutely. That's even uh, a deeper way to see that illustration, right? So we, um, so it's okay to have pain. In fact, it's, it's, I don't believe, I, I believe in approaching life from a more positive aspect, but I don't believe in um, not acknowledging the pain that we have. And sometimes it's perception. Sometimes right. it's just our way of seeing things. That is, if we can adjust a way we see things, we can adjust and have a, a different kind of life. Exactly. So that resilient mama movement, how did how, what, this form? How long ago did this form? Uh, when did I? Well, I actually formed, it was a year, a, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I was trying to think myself. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. I um, during the pandemic, I I ended up um, studying also um, uh, with the Integrative Nutrition School, so it's the institute there in New York. Um, and what I love about that school is that it's really not only about nutrition as far as we think nutrition, physical food. It's about the nutrition of life. It's about how we digest life, how we digest our thoughts, how, you know, about all different areas, because we are not one piece of, of, you know, we're not just what we eat. We're not just what we think. We're not just our career. We're not just our spirituality. It's a combination of all of it. And when we can combine and look at all of it, now we have an opportunity to, to elevate or um, step into a more thriving experience in life. Absolutely. Now you you went to that school. Had you done other um, schools and work before? Well, I did study early childhood education back way back, and then um, I raised four children, which I always say that well, was that's just, an education right there. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And we I was involved in education and um, volunteer Bible study. Um, for many years, including uh, in a prison. Uh, there's a woman's prison near me. And so we were, I would go in there and study with these ladies. And then uh, 
Let me interrupt you right there, not interrupt, but ask you a question at that. Because to me, I've talked to several people who have done work in prisons. Talk about what it was like in terms of going into that situation. And I don't know if you went in with any preconceived notions. People tend to have it. Someone's in prison. That means something. Or Mm -hmm. I've been told this, and I'll see if you feel this way. And then they get in and discover, wow, this is a person. Oh, yeah. I didn't go in with preconceived ideas, but I did know I was coming to share something good. These, I was in the maximum security um, section. So it was me and sometimes another lady, sometimes a few other ladies. We were going together. And, um, and then we were put into a room where anybody that wanted to attend came. And it was awesome because, you know, I went in there to share something good with them that could possibly, you know, it wasn't about, it was about making application. It was not about just learning something. Right. So we would have discussions about things that may, meant something to them because if they couldn't figure out how to go through things while they were there, how are they ever going to come out and do the same thing? Right. So, yeah, exactly. right. So we, we were, we were actually there to lay a foundation for a new kind of way of thinking. So I went in there thinking I was going to do that. Right. But What's really awesome is I found out that these girls actually come from backgrounds not so different from my own. Right. And these ladies have been through huge amounts of trauma, which brought them to the places they are. And I, I, um, I feel I ended up learning so much more than I, you know, than I expected, or maybe even more than I was able to teach them because you never know, right. What gets through in the end, but. I really felt very grateful for that experience. That's wonderful. Yes, sometimes when we, we set out to help somebody, whatever form it is, they help us as much, if not more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, what was really fun about that particular experience, I'll just share this really quick, is um, we had a woman who came in to do the um, Spanish part of things, you know, the Spanish right. speaking. And she had to leave, uh, she had to take a leave of absence because she had to go back to her country. Her parents weren't doing well. So here we are with nobody speaking Spanish. So I took on a Spanish group as well as the English group. And, but we had two bilingual uh, ladies in there. And what an awesome experience to incorporate them in the teaching as well as the learning because they had to translate back and forth for me and the and the ones that were there and it right. became a, a a learning and teaching experience for everyone yes i imagine so what a wonderful experience that is superb so tell us what does the uh, resilient mama group do what is it for- so it's it's is i i kind of call it like a mastermind so we what this group is meant to do is to come together. We do have things that are principles. We basically work from principles, not from how to do, how to parent or how to, it's more coming from the concept of how do I be as a woman, as a mother in myself first, so that when I'm showing up as a parent, I can do it more fully. so let me give an example. A lot of times, especially um, these times we're living in now, there's a lot of unprecedented situations going on, and it's a real struggle for moms to navigate. You know how they feel about it, and then how to you know what's the right, what's the wrong, 
And what I mostly am interested in in helping them do is to tap into who they are, into their own intuition, and to be able to hear the voice within and their spiritual aspects so that they can show up uh, fully grounded in what they want and understand that they can make decisions and pivot if they need to later. Like it's it's nothing in stone. You get to ebb and flow with life and figure it out. Absolutely. And what you're saying, I'm hearing you say anyways, you need to have the grounding, which will give you, and I'll have support. The support can come from you or from others in the group, but also yeah. there's a lot of time when you're alone with a mm-hmm. child, with your family, that you have to find the support within you. Uh, and I guess that comes more of a spiritual, emotional support. Absolutely. So it's, I, I have this little phrase, I say, it's the slowing down that speeds things up. So when we slow down, and we take the space to, to know who we are, to, to have the space to connect with our spiritual aspect, with our grounding aspect. And we, we approach life from that place. Now we're approaching it with clarity or more clarity. Right. And as we begin to practice, we're not taught in, cult, in the cultures we've grown up in. We've, we're more taught to look for um, approval outside whether it's clergy, government, parent, teacher, you know, wherever it's coming from, we're taught to always look for approval outside. And what we haven't so much been taught as a culture is where, what about the approval within? Yes. And also we're taught as, as along those lines to look for something that will take away the pain as opposed mm-hmm. to us working with it and let it get less or dissolve but there's something we can do internally with support, yes. with love. Uh, yes. that, it doesn't just cover it up, but it helps it dissolve. Oh, and, and, and the gold is in, in the pain, right? Because that's where we begin to learn about ourselves. Right. We begin to learn how we relate our children, our, our little mirrors, you know, they're, they're showing, showing things to us that we get to work on, that we get to notice and adjust. I know poor children, believe me, um, there was a lot I got to see as I, I parented my children. Yeah. I bet. Are they all out of the house now? They are. So I have one that lives in Germany, two that live in Brooklyn, and one that lives in Upper Black Island, and I have a granddaughter too. Wow. She's five. <laughs> and, and then you have another challenge that is the, the empty home syndrome or the empty nest syndrome, I suppose. Yes, I suppose. But, um, you know, while my girls were growing up, I was running a, um, a custom interiors business. And the reason I did that from home, because I knew how to sew and I, you know, did all this artwork with, and they, and I included them in this work, as well as the volunteer work I did. But what I found out um, towards the end of parenting was that what I really wanted to do was begin to become a resource for moms going yes. forward. Yes. And you are. And how do you do that today? Is it in a group form or, or individual or both? Right now it's individual, but I'm forming a group. In fact, in January, I'd like to, to get that going. So that's that's where we're going now. I feel like it's really important. I mean, we have group, Facebook group, you know, and things like this, but I'm actually um, forming the program into more of a group setting so that people can benefit from one another, which is where that mastermind aspect comes in. Yes. And because, a lot of what you can get that way. 
Yeah. And, and the thing is, is we love our girlfriends and we love our families and, and it's awesome. Right. But there's a lot of triggers in there. Right. So, or activations that come out, you know, um, and, and what this is a little more controlled because it gives us an opportunity to tap back into the principles we're learning, you know, we're learning and how can we apply that principle in this, in, as we develop ourselves. Right. So it's a little more of a, a little more controlled, if you will, in a sense of, you know, guiding from negativity and, the, and getting wrapped up or caught up in the, in the today's new, you know, the news and all the things, right. and instead coming back into center. And that's what this group is meant to do. And are you doing this via Zoom or are you doing this? In yeah, person? yes. Although I would like to expand back into personal as well. Um, sometime soon i hope yeah. that really really right but zoom makes it possible to to be flexible and uh, most of my work has been done over zoom yeah well so, also, it gives you a, sp a scope that otherwise you one could not have I mean, absolutely have in, in several states doing it at the same time yeah yeah and, and but what happened let's say we go I, I well my my wife goes i don't know who goes but somebody <laughs> i know goes to your group what would yeah. What will happen there? <laughs> well, we will um, have a, a group of discussions where we will talk about things every week that have something to do with um, becoming spiritually grounded. So what, and, and I have creative, more like childlike art, um, art projects, which help us to tap back into ourselves in a playful way. I have... Um, but all in in the effort of digging into who we are in and not in a selfish way, in a way that actually opens us up where we are closed up and gives us a chance to uh, expand. And then and then all that I teach uh, is something they can implement with their own children. Yes, that's wonderful. And, and reduce the anxiety, you know, because there's a lot of anxiety out there. There's a lot of confusion in many areas. So the more we can um, steady the ship, <laughs> you know, and not get blown hither and tither, the the uh, the more ability we have to become, and, and for the children to grow up as responsible, beautiful people who can contribute to a new way of being on this planet. Well, and who also can have what you're helping to teach the teach the, the knowledge that they have intuition that we all have intuition that inside of us lives the information. Yeah. And that we can let go of the frightening things that seem to be out there and just go into inside. And but it, we yeah. focus on clothes. Yes, yes. So, so what, what would you say? Is there an example you could give of what kind of course, not course, but let's say one lesson you might offer to people? Okay. Well, I actually was just working because I'm also developing a workbook. <laughs> So, That's nice. Good. Yes. But this one, ex I'll just give you one exercise that we did in a group setting. It was a circle of women. Wonderful. And yes, and we did some teaching. And then I have this, um, my daughter drew it for me, actually. It's a butterfly. And if you can manage a butterfly. So there's, and it has all open spaces in it. And what I do is I have the ladies, um, I'll just show you. I have the ladies um, color it in and in every single little space, 
they write in something that they are. So we do a meditative process first, and then we write the words I am where the body is. And then we begin to write in, I am faith, I am I am faithful, I am courageous, I am um, resilient, I am, you know, all the things. Loving, and kind. Right, all the things that that are important to them because then that begins to draw out, you know, another, and before we do this, actually, we talk about somebody that they truly admire and we have them write down all the beautiful things that they admire about that person. And we, and I help them to see that, and anybody can do this, it's listening. And, you know, when you write all those things down about somebody you truly admire and you write the qualities you admire, you begin to see what that really is showing is if you can see it, you are it. You have it, yes, yes. You have it. And so that's sometimes they need, uh, you know, it's needed to have that foundation to get started. But what I noticed is once we get started, they begin to really have fun with it and they hang it on the refrigerators, take a phone, a picture in their phone. And then when stress- stressful times come up, now they have an opportunity to just quick look at it, to get that grounded back, to take that, that little space and, and just, okay, this is who I am. This, who do I want to show up as in this moment? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that brings them back to themselves, brings them back yes. to themselves. Instead of I, going off, yeah. Yeah. I imagine, though, there's also, if, if only at the beginning, times when they were put back in those places, I am frightened, or yeah. I am, they might have, because those feelings exist too. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, um, there's another uh, sheet that I have made up. Um, it's called the pause method. But what the pause method is, it's basically uh, taking us like when that comes up, when that fear or that you feel that thing in your body, right. the first thing is to breathe, right? Just stop. Don't say a word, just breathe. And, and we talk about practicing that um, when there's not a challenging time so that it's a practice, right? So then you go into the breath right and then you and then you begin to become aware of what's happening and and you create some understanding you become that observer in the moment and then you begin to ask questions to gain understanding you make sense of it right, right. and, and then and then you can proceed in a new way right or at least more informed well that what i'm hearing you say is that allows you to become a, a responder as opposed to a reactor exactly which moms talk about all the time. They just want peace. They just want to, they don't understand why they're reacting. Right. Yeah. Taking that breath and that pausing is very important. Yeah. And I, and you just remind me too, during the, during the um, epidemic, I, I had, a, um, I opened up my zoom every Wednesday night to moms. They could come and they could just, just, it was just a gift, you know, to come and talk. And one mom stuck with the every session I had, and and there was a lot of fear, you know. And so we have like the news going on and all the things. So we did a lot of these practices during that time period. But what she wrote in the end to me was that she began to see that she was fully capable of moving through fearful times, that she was able to make choices and not worry about being wrong understanding that she could pivot when she needed to. That's wonderful. That's and, wonderful. Uh, 
Yeah, it was a beautiful little well, letter I got for that. But yeah. That's lovely, Laura. You're doing some wonderful work to help people, mamas in particular. Um, I guess, you, did you choose mamas mostly because you are one and you had four? Well, yes. And I also saw, so I have a mom and then I have a mom who raised me, biological mom. And, mom. and what I noticed in both those cases is that moms in many ways are a foundation in the family. Um, they actually are the heart, you know, the heartbeat of a family and even husbands benefit when the wife is doing, um, is steady herself. Absolutely. So, and, and it gives him an opportunity because if she's steady and she's, you know, willing to, to work with him and to, you know, to create that experience as a whole, as long as it's not abusive, I, you know, just say that, but, you know, but I saw these two women in my life, um, and, and what they experienced and the anxiety that they had. And I knew that I just, I, as a teenager, I just knew that things could be done differently. And, and so for moms, I just feel like they're raising children. They are actually, and dads too, are a foundation to the culture that's coming forward next Yes. think about it it's almost the most important job being done on the planet everything else stems from a family and the culture of, of the family so absolutely and we're we have or, or are building the, the you know, population of the future yeah yes and so no matter what spiritual walk people have or or you know whatever it is that they believe you know having family tradition and having family um connection is so vital for yes. our young people and our prisons are filled with people that didn't have that i'm sure i am sure well laura this is wonderful work you're doing thank you so much for doing it you know now I, my last question really is if people who are listening to this later on whenever they get to listen to it want to sure. get back to you either to find out more or, or somehow join uh, how can they reach out to you what's the best way for them well, the simplest way is this email. It's it's resilient mama movement at gmail.com. Resilient mama movement at gmail.com. Great. We're going to yeah. put that in. I developed that just so that you can go ahead and quickly go there. That's that's wonderful. Well, thank you very much. And and I wish you the very best to the continuation of the work you're doing. As I say, it's, yeah. it's really lovely to know that it's happening. Thank you. And thank you, Tom, for what you're doing really wonderful I'm delighted that you and others have come to tell about the good news you can offer to people because we all need it in these stressful times and yes we do thank you very much for doing it thank you